800 AM and 94.9 FM KINY Juno from the Alaska Airlines Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. From the capital city, these are the stories we're following this hour. The Chamber of Commerce welcomed the legislature to Juneau last night. On the first day of the session, the House failed to support an attempt to override Governor Mike Dunleavy's education funding veto. And JPD is attempting to locate a missing person. But first, the Chamber of Commerce's annual legislative welcome was last night at Centennial Hall. Yesterday was the official start of the second session of the 33rd Alaska State Legislature. Representative Andy Story represents Juneau District 3, Haynes, Klequan, and Gustavus. She is looking forward to getting things done this session. This is the place where obviously we want them to come, be very comfortable, where we can end policy and budget issues for the whole state of Alaska. And so the reception that people are given tonight here is really important. These people, they frequent our businesses. They just are, a lot of them have been coming for many years and they have a lot of friends here. So it's a time to, hey, we're glad to see you. There's optimism about the session. And so I'm very grateful. Assembly member Ella Atkinson also attended the reception. Well, I mean, part of it is that I am a staffer at the legislature. It's a lot of good business happens here, connections between staff and legislators. It's actually a really great forum that the CBJ and the Alaska Committee offer for, you know, those sort of political connections to get made and for things to happen. But it's also really important that this, you know, that we're really welcoming as a capital city because, you know, that's what makes Juneau the best capital city and why we it stays here and, you know, provides all those good jobs and, you know, all that good infrastructure that keeps the Capitol running as it should. Alaska lawmakers opened the new legislative session Tuesday with the House failing to support an attempt to override Republican Governor Mike Dunleavy's veto of $87 million in additional education funding last year. Under the state constitution, the legislature has the first five days of the regular session for a veto override attempt. If a joint session were held to consider a veto override, three-fourths of lawmakers or 45 members, would need to vote in favor of an override for it to be successful. House Minority Leader Calvin Trage and Anchorage Independent proposed Tuesday that the chamber meet in joint session with the Senate Thursday to debate a veto override, but that motion failed on a 2020 vote. Trage later noted the closed vote and left open the possibility that the issue could be raised again before the window closes. Lawmakers last year passed a one-time funding boost of $175 million for K-12 schools, but Dunleavy vetoed half that amount after the legislature adjourned. School officials have pleaded for a permanent increase in the per-pupil school funding allocation, citing the toll of inflation on their budgets. The Juneau Police Department is attempting to locate 15-year-old Gabriel C. Regan, who was reported as a missing runaway since last Wednesday. It was reported that Regan has been seen by several people around town but has yet to return home. He is described as being around 6'2 and weighs approximately 200 pounds. He has long brown hair and blue eyes. His photo can be found on Juneau Police Department's Facebook. If you see Regan, please contact the Juneau Police Department at 907-586-0600. Anonymous tips can also be made through JunoCrimeLine.com. Coming up, the U.S. Supreme Court has rejected an appeal by the state regarding a long dispute regarding state public employees' unions. 
That story next with Jordan Lewis when News of the North continues. The U.S. Supreme Court has rejected an appeal by the state of Alaska in a long-running dispute with the state's public employees union, likely ending an attempt by Governor Mike Dunleavy's administration to unilaterally rewrite the rules governing public employees' membership in their unions. In a brief notice published Tuesday, the court said it will not take up an appeal requested by the state after the Alaska Supreme Court ruled in favor of a legal challenge brought by the unions. The federal justices, as is typical, did not explain their reasoning in declining to grant a writ of seratory, a term of notice to review a ruling. The decision means the state Supreme Court's decision will stand and union members will not need to regularly reaffirm their membership, something that would have made union membership more arduous. She noted the subsequent decisions by the Supreme Court in other cases could change matters in the future. According to estimates published last year, the state of Alaska has spent more than $1 million on legal fees defending a 2019 Dunleavy administration proposal. That proposal would have required union members to regularly reaffirm their union membership through a state-run online portal, an act that then-Attorney General Kevin Clarkson said was required under his interpretation of a 2018 U.S. Supreme Court decision. An avalanche occurred yesterday on Mount Juno above Barron's Avenue. No structures or roadways were affected at the time. Residents and homeowners in the Barron's subdivision are encouraged to stay alert to their surroundings and to current weather conditions. In the event of an emergency, please call 911. The general public should avoid spending time on avalanche paths as heavy snow remains on the mountain and there is still potential for secondary slides to occur in the current weather conditions. Researchers have linked the travels of a 14,000-year-old woolly mammoth with the oldest known human settlements in Alaska, providing clues about the relationship between the iconic species and some of the earliest people to travel across the Bering Land Bridge. Scientists made these connections by using isotope analysis to study the life of a female mammoth by the Healy Lake Village Council. A tusk from Elma, as the mammoth is called, was discovered at the Swan Point Archaeological Site in interior Alaska. Samples from the tusk revealed details about Elma and the roughly 1,000-kilometer journey she took through Alaska and northwestern Canada during her lifetime. Along with DNA from other mammoths at the site and archaeological evidence indicates that early Alaskans likely structured their settlements to overlap with areas where mammoths congregated. Those findings, which have been highlighted in a new issue of the journal Science Advances, provide evidence that mammoths and early hunter-gatherers shared habitat in the region. The long-term predictable presence of woolly mammoths would have attracted humans to the area. You can read more about this story on our website, KINYradio.com. And a new lawsuit has been filed involving that Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 9 that had the door plug fly off in a flight. ABC's Alex Stone has the details. In the new lawsuit filed against Boeing and Alaska Airlines by four passengers who were on board Alaska Flight 1282, attorneys argue when the door blew out, it caused intense fear, distress, anxiety, trauma, and physical pain to passengers on board. Attorneys saying some passengers sent what they thought were their final text messages to loved ones during the landing. The lawsuit alleges negligence against Boeing and Alaska Airlines and a liability claim against Boeing. Alex Stone, ABC News. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. For continuous updates, visit our website, KINYradio.com.